So if I want to say thank you for all your support. My time here was amazing. Seven, seven greatest years of my life. Um, got here as a, as a boy, turning to a man. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lima, Apollo Des here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Des1, and of course, at Apollo HOU. And the season is officially over. The Houston Astros drop game six and lose to the Atlanta Braves seven to nothing and fall to the Braves four games to two, losing. In the World Series, the Braves are the 2021 World Series champions. Uh, you know, Des, uh, it sucks. Um, baseball season is over, and at the end of the day, I believe the Astros just ran out of pitching. Granted, Alex Bregman didn't hit well. Jordan Alvarez didn't hit well. Carlos Correa didn't hit like he usually does in October. Same thing with Jose Altuve. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. But the real factor here for me uh, is the pitching. Luis Garcia got hit around pretty good. Gave up probably one of the farthest home runs I've ever seen in Minute Maid Park to Jorge Soler. Um, Framber Valdez didn't pitch well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of what we talked about in the very beginning of the season. It was all going to depend on the pitching, and and Max Fried for the Atlanta Braves came out, and he dealt, and he shoved exactly when the Braves needed it. Yeah, for sure. Um, disappointing, for sure, but also the fact that we can say that is just how spoiled we are as a fan base, that you can be disappointed about losing another World Series. Um, it sucks. Uh, it was a game that was over quickly. It was a game that felt weird from the very beginning and then Solaire's home run by god it, it it literally at the stadium the whole place was just dead quiet you could hear yeah. the Braves dugout up in the ultra club you could hear the Braves dugout on the field celebrating that's how quiet it got it was the furthest ball I've ever seen hit in my entire life um and just props to the Braves they they just beat our ass simple as that and they did and they did. in a world series where it almost felt like you got lucky to force a game six. Your margins were really, really tight, and you just couldn't afford an ass whipping like that. And that's what happened. They got their ass beat. And I think you nailed it with the pitching. Um, Lance going down, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, really, we were lucky to even be in the World Series. Right. We're honestly, it just when your stars are not going past the third inning, it it's just not sustainable. And with the Braves lineup and what they are, they're just relentless. They were they were attacking the zone. They were they were making the pitchers work and they were hitting mistakes. And um they when they got guys on, they executed and, and I think they outslugged the Astros like twelve home runs to two in two, the series, yeah. which is which is wild because it's usually the other way around with the Astros. And so um the offense didn't show up, the starting pitching didn't show up, the bullpen showed up all October really carried us uh they had been a punching bag for the fan base and for some of us as well and uh they stepped up when the lights were the brightest really more than anyone so um look it's not over the golden age is still alive the window's still wide open um but getting your ass beat like that it does suck yeah it, at the end of the day it sucks i mean there's no way no way around especially uh, you and I being former players, like we know what that feeling is. We know what the last game of the season feels like. Um, 
I mean, guys like Zach Greinke, we don't know if Zach Greinke is going to pitch again. I mean, I, I know that, you know, somewhere down the road, I'm sure he'll end up in an NL NL park again, pitching for an NL team so he can hit a little bit, but you just never know. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that feeling. Obviously, I don't know the feeling of losing in, in a World Series game. I'm sure that's pretty crushing. But you look back at game six specifically, and the Astros had an opportunity from the jump. The bottom of the first, Altuve leads off with an infield single. Then you get you get two on, no out. Obviously, you have Michael Brantley stepping on Max Fried's ankle, uh, a little bit rattled. And that really then, just made him a superhero. Uh, honestly, yeah, it really did. I, I mean, why? They, first of all, he steps on the ankle. Michael Brantley doesn't touch the bag. Uh, they don't review it, so they get away with that. And then Carlos Correa watches two fastballs on the outer half and swings at a curveball down a slider down and in in the dirt. Uh, Yuli Gurriel, soft contact, or Jordan Alvarez, soft contact, Yuli Gurriel, soft contact, boom, there goes the inning. Um, and that's really the only time that the Astros had an opportunity. Uh, Max Freed, after that, settled in, and he shoved. And if you look back at his Game 2 performance against the Astros, in which the Astros won and beat him, I think he used his fastball somewhere around like 29% of the time. And then in Game 6, it was completely flip-flop. He used his fastball upwards of 50%, 52%, something like that. So completely different. Went with the slider rather than the loopy curveball, um, and he dominated. I mean, he pitched extremely well. And the lefties for the bullpen, or for the Atlanta Braves out of the bullpen, are, are nasty. Mit, uh, what is it? It's Minter, uh, Matzik, Will Smith. I mean, those guys are, are dirty, and they pitched well. On the flip side, when you go, when you, you know, you hit it on the head, Des, you talk about the, the bullpen for the Astros. And specifically, Phil Maton. Phil Maton did his job this entire Absolutely. October run. And guys were, guys, guys and girls, the fan base was so upset with Phil Maton coming into the game. There were so many people that wanted him gone. Get rid of Phil Maton. Get rid of Phil Maton. You and I said it time and time again. We think Phil Maton can be a dude for the Astros. Get a full season with the, full offseason with the Astros. Get him into spring training. And what we saw from Phil Maton in the postseason it's probably a glimpse into what Phil Maton can really be a weapon out of the pen. He could be he your pitched, Kendall Graven next year. Absolutely. If you don't re-sign Kendall Graven because he is going to be a free agent, don't know where he's going to go, uh, he could essentially be that guy because he pitched his ass off this season. I don't want to hear any, any Phil Maton slander at all because the dude did his job. He pitched well. And the other night, there were two huge innings from Phil Maton. Yeah. Huge. And I, I think, honestly, I mean, we, we'll talk about Brent Strom retiring, our guy that came on the pod. But before all that, in, in his exit interviews with, uh, with Vanessa and Brian and, and everyone else, he mentioned the success of James Click in the sense of the guys he went out to go get for the bullpen. Yeah, it was a little rocky during the regular season, mm -hmm. but they gelled, they came together, and in October... They were dudes. Yimmy Garcia was a dude. Phil Maton was a dude. Kendall Grayman has been a dude. And that really got us to the World Series. Obviously, you expect the offense of full of all-stars and rookie of the years and MVP candidates and MVPs that they'd show up. That's just baseball sometimes. Sometimes right. you just have, I mean, when, when, you're playing, when you're playing this Atlanta Braves team and when we had Ashton on, she said they're hot. Like, they're literally the hottest team. I think uh, Tony Adams tweeted, like, they were like, Upwards of almost 75% after the all-star break or after mm -hmm. uh, the trade deadline. That was, that was their winning percentage. I'm like, yeah, 
honestly, looking back, we should have taken that more serious because they were so hot and they beat the, we said it, they beat the shit out of the Dodgers. It was going to be a war. And with Charlie Morton going down uh, in game one, that's just a ton of resili- resiliency they had to go through. And, and, and they, they've earned it. They really did earn that World Series. On the flip side, the Astros with Lance going down, it just never seems like they could, they could get there, right? The Red Sox, the Jordan pretty much won the series offensively while the bullpen kept us in. Framber obviously pitches ass off, but in the World Series, no one other than Zach Greinke, who wasn't even stretched out, was the only one that could extend a game and a start. And that's not a winning formula. And and the Astros lost because of that. Yeah, it, I think the frustrating part is is throughout the postseason with the Astros, you were waiting for one of those guys after Lance McCullers goes down to just have one of those absolute mesmerizing outings. And we saw it in Framber Valdez, and then we saw it in Luis Garcia. So you think, okay, these guys are kind of settling back in. At least one of the two is going to throw a gem in the World Series, and we didn't see it, and, and that's disappointing. And, you know, the bullpen kept the, uh, the team in it, uh, but, you know, especially games on the road in Atlanta, to be almost no hit, by the Braves in the World Series. One, you got to tip your cap to the Braves. But then two, it's like, man, the Astros just need to have some better at-bats. I mean, this is the World Series, boys. This isn't, yeah. you know, a midseason in May. So that's that's kind of, I look back at those games in Atlanta. Um, game one, obviously, was not played very well. It just, it It just sucks. seemed like they were trying yeah. to hit the five-run, six-run, seven-run right. home run and with one swing, and they're, you're, you're chasing one or two. Like, it, it was... The game plan just and the swings were just so big, and I was just screaming like, "Hey, let's just let's just calm it down. Let's bring it together here, strike some hits, and see what happens." Because that's kind of what Atlanta did, right? Yeah. It was a single here, an info single there, a home run, right? Two outs. You blinked and you're down. You're chasing two, three runs, and you're like, "Shit, we were." It was just two outs. We were just cruising. What what the hell just happened? And mm. it just seemed we couldn't turn that corner offensively. Just it felt like, and my perspective of all of it was like, as later we get in the series, maybe it just turns on. Just catch lightning in a bottle. Right, we, exactly. We couldn't that's, do it. Right. And we and just couldn't do it. And that's that's kind of the, the, the sentiment that I had just a couple of minutes ago. It's like, you're just waiting for it, right? You're yeah. waiting for someone to catch fire and someone to to spark the offense or somebody from the starting rotation just to just toss five or six strong innings. And it just, it, it didn't just happen. Happened. And it yeah. happened. And, and, and for that the bullpen. Brave, and that Braves bullpen, they they shortened games down. They you, did. You nailed they it sh- with all those lefties, right? Masick, yeah. Minter, Will Smith. They, that's the game's basically over in the sixth inning because right. you're not hitting them. You're absolutely right. not hitting them. And when that formula hits, yeah, I mean, it, their starters are going five plus. You have one bridge guy, and then you got a back end bullpen. Like obviously, on paper, the Astros are capable of doing that, but their starters couldn't get past the third goddamn inning. Yeah. I, I think you look at the another thing to point out about the Atlanta Braves is Eddie Rosario came into the World Series hitting damn near 400, just basic average. I mean, and and three or four home runs. Dude was literally one of the hottest hitters on the planet. Upside, uh, you know, take out Kike Hernandez for the equation. You know, early in the postseason, and then I think up to like Game Three in the ALCS, Kike like literally could not get out. Same thing in the NL. It was Rosario. Mm-hmm. Rosario was relatively quiet in the World Series, yeah. but it was guys that picked up the slack for Rosario, and that's what we didn't see from the Astros. Like we didn't see it. 
Jordan was the ALCS MVP. And yeah. I think he had, how many hits did he have in the World Series? One? One, I think. One, because Zach Greinke had two, and he had more hits than Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's things like that in a lineup. Obviously, you know, the cliche saying is hitting is contagious. But when hitting is, is not going well, who in your lineup is going to pick up the slack? Who is going to spark the offense? And usually, as Jose Altuve goes, the Astros go. But Jose Altuve didn't go, right? So that's where you see the difference in the two teams in the World Series. And that's why the Braves won the World Series straight up. You had guys, uh, Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson struggled. And, how, yeah. and he had two timely home runs. Two big home runs at the perfect time for the Braves. So it's little things like that. When you that, have when you have a Dansby or a Travis Darnold or all these one off Travis Darnold, are you kidding? What did you call him on the time? Travis D- Darnold, are you serious? Yeah, I. Would you call him Mickey Mantle? He was like out of nowhere, like out of come nowhere, on, he was man. squaring balls up, and it, it, it. That's the frustrating thing about it all. And, and if I'm a Braves fan, that's what makes baseball the best beautiful. thing about it. Anyone so can step up yeah. and, and, and could carry a series like that, and. It's frustrating on the other side because our t- our lineup was so much deeper and so much more accolades, and they just got beat. And, and that's just baseball at the end of the day because anytime you get into October, and, and I've said this all and, and from six years old all the way up to college ball, good pitching will beat good hitting when it matters the most. Yep, Good pitching will always beat good hitting. And I've been, my dad, my grandpa, everyone has just, coaches in the past have always always reiterated that and it just going in the series i was like fuck we're really we're really just relying on the bats to carry this it's it's difficult it really right. is you could have a red sox team you know in, in 18 that you know score like 50 runs a game or whatever it is that's lighting in a bottle but everyone else in october it's these sweaty games that you got to come back and win and you gotta you gotta figure out ways to win a game like that and we just couldn't turn the corner yeah, and that's, like I said, uh, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but we said it early on, one of the very first episodes here on Beyond the Diamond Podcast on the Apollo Podcast Network is the Astros can get to the World Series with the the roster they have, but is the pitching going to be good enough to win them a World Series? I said no, right? And I believe you said the same thing, and it didn't work, and we saw it. What wins games? Offense. What wins championships? Pitching and defense. Yep. And that's it's exactly what we saw. And it, it man, it just, it, it sucks because, you know, obviously losing a World Series is terrible, but man, just take a step back. Baseball season's over, right? Yeah. So here in the city of Houston, you know, let's just talk about the city of Houston for a second. They have an NFL team here and they're god awful. Whether you're a Texans fan or not, there's no secrets. The Houston Texans are awful. The Rockets have a great core of young guys, and they they have the rebuild in place, and they're going to be good down the line. They're exciting to watch, but at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be 500. And baseball season's over. Yeah. And the Astros, they lost in the World Series, you know? So now what do we focus on? Well, Brent Strom is leaving the Houston Astros. Don't know if he's going to find a job in Major League Baseball somewhere else, but it's already been officially announced that he's not going to return to the Astros. Uh, We don't know if Dusty Baker is coming back. There is a press conference on Friday at 3 o'clock. Jim Crane, James Click, and Dusty Baker. That'll be at 3 p.m. Central Time. So I'm assuming... I didn't even know that. You just broke news to me. I didn't even know that was going on. What do you always do? 
Yeah, so Dusty Baker, they're going to have a press conference. I'm assuming they gave him a one-year deal to be the manager again. Yep, maybe maybe probably another team option for 2023. So 2022, I'm assuming uh, Dusty Baker is going to be back. Uh, So that's something to look forward to. Um, Obviously, the Carlos Correa stuff is going to be flying off the shelf here in a couple of days because free agency opens Baseball's up. Baseball's literally, Brian, I, I don't mean to cut you off or, or, or I'm about to give you this bad omen, but baseball ends, right? The collecting bargaining agreement's up like a de- oh, yeah. December 2nd or 3rd. We may, we may not start on time. I, I, I Look, we talked about this in the middle of the season. We talked about all kinds of different things. We talked about, obviously, you had the sticky stuff situation. You've got, uh, uh, what's it called? You had the, um, oh my gosh, just how bad the umpires were this year. So you're going to also look to that in the CBA. Um, you had the minor league issue where guys were living in their cars. So all of that and, and just, I mean, just everything going wrong with baseball. And it starts with Rob Manfred. And the CBA, I believe it ends, like you said, I want to say. I think it's the second or third. Is, I think, so CBA, I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, let's see. And, and the fact that baseball, not, like baseball legitimately cannot, like spring training may start late. That pushes the season back because of the work stoppage. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, if you Google, if, if you Google, uh, just give a simple Google search of CBA MLB. The first article that pops up is the early stage CBA talks between MLB and the MLBPA are not going well. <laughs> oh, no. MLB CBA discussions are oh, not headed in the right no. direction. There's another one. Yeah. Oh, so uh, the, no. CBA, the CBA expires December 1st. Yep. Ugh. And it's been talked about all season long, kind of off on the back burner, that we sure as hell might have a work stoppage or a delay in the season. I mean, there's all kinds of issues right now with that CBA and all the new rules that they're trying to implement, uh, all the experiments they want to do. I mean, it's just this new ball with the pre-tact because Garrett Cole is still bitching and moaning. Right, right. So I... I don't know, man. It's it's sad boy summer. Or I'm sorry, sad boy winter. Sad boy winter. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, sad boy winter. God. Here we go. Heartbreak Houston it's, and sad boy winter. Heart heartbreak Houston, man. Oh. Um, you know, I think it's it's kind of funny to me that uh that you know the Dodgers fans and, and other fan bases are trying to uh trying to come down on Astros fans because the Astros didn't win. Um, oh, they didn't, you know, the, the Giants and the, and the Dodgers had 106, 107 wins, whatever the hell they scored or, uh, uh, you know, collected this year. But that's another beautiful thing about baseball is you don't have to be the best team to win the World Series. Right. You really don't. Look at the Nationals. I hate to bring that up, but look at the <laughs> Nationals. They were terrible in August in 2019. They weren't going to win it. They weren't even going to get in the playoffs. And they snuck into the wild card. They win the wild card, get through the division series. Get past the Dodgers in the in the NLCS, and then they win in seven games against the Astros, against Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and Zach Greinke. Ugh, this is disgusting. One of the best rosters disgusting. ever put together for a team was the. I hate the Astros. NL East. Fuck the NL oh, East. Yeah, I'm over them. I'm, yeah. It's yeah. just, and not- and not to mention, I'm sorry, I'm piling on some negative shit here. But let's let's not forget that Charlie Morton broke his freaking leg in game one. Yeah. 
They had, the Braves that. had the Braves had two two bullpen games. And we two almost got games. we almost got closed out on back to back bullpen games. Oh, sad boy winter. Fuck. Sucks. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Oh, oh god, baseball I, season is over. I mean, it's just it's wild. It's absolutely wild because it it ended with a whimper. It just ended it with a whimper, right? It and this right. the season itself was was so like the redemption tour, the fuck you tour, A Sean versus everyone, all this stuff. And then just to go out in a whimper. It felt like we were losing a mid August game. Like, yeah. like there was just no juice. And, yeah. and, and the Solaire home run really killed the crowd. It killed everyone. It killed me on the spot. And then I was like, okay, just scrap it, maybe cut it in half. And then Dansby running into one. I was like, oh, this is, this is fucking done. This is over. Yeah. I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is and, um, yeah. and all that. So Carlos Correa, I, I don't know if it was his last game in Minute Maid Park. It maybe probably is. I don't know. I've heard some good things, heard some bad things. Yeah. But um, the public perception of it all is he's gone. And if it is, it was one hell of a career for him here in Houston. Yeah. Um, he, he grew up in the system. I mean, just, as George, just as George Springer did. How you know, many one then, ones hit like that? Not a right. lot. Not right. a lot of one ones hit. You know, and then so two things here. The Astros future is bright. The, the, the sure. window, the window is not closed by any Wide means. Open. Exactly. You've got Framber coming back. Uh, Lance McCullers back, Luis Garcia back. You still got Jake Odorizzi. Uh, you can do something with him. You can work with them all off season, work Hold with on. them in spring training, right. whatever it would is. Would you have started Jake Odorizzi over Luis Garcia? <sighs> you know, I, I, I talked with some of our Apollo guys. I, I, I think I would have, I didn't like, and obviously hindsight's 2020, right? I, I, I mean, don't... Luis is one pitch for three clean innings. Yeah. Like he's I, literally one pitch away from that. I just don't, and not to take anything away from Luis Garcia, I just don't think he's good enough yet to come in and pitch on three days rest in that big moment. And he pitched well. He very well was a pitch away from, you know, getting Soler out, and then who knows what happens after that. But I, I would have, I, I don't know. You know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I would have, yeah, I mean, it, it would have been, it, yeah, it would have been Jake, Jake Odorizzi, Fully rested, or a Luis Garcia on three days rest. I I don't know. I I don't know. I I think Jake Odorizzi looked really really good in his last appearance in the World Series. Was in the World Series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Game two. Yeah, believe so. I don't have the stats in front of me. I didn't. No, it was game one. Was it game one? Yeah, yeah it was game one. It was game one. And he pitched well. Pitched well. I mean, so look, I know. Look, I'm a big Jake Odo guy feel like i'm the only one sometimes in the population of the town but he pitches dick off too he ate a lot of innings that was his role and i, yeah. I it, it's tough to say hindsight right it's 2020 probably Luis mm-hmm. Garcia is probably rookie of the year and he threw an amazing game against the red Sox and and everything like that it was it was like everyone else it was either they either pitched to their ceiling or they pitched to their floor it, it just right. it, it was frustrating as, as a as a fan but Honestly, the experience they're going to get from this, they're going to they log World Series innings, they've logged deep October playoff runs and those mm-hmm. innings that come with it. You can't teach that. So this time next year when we're back in the situation, 
all of that is going to be pretty tangible proof to help right. them take that next step. Yeah, a- absolutely. And that's why I say that the the window is is still wide open. You got guys in the, you know, waiting to get called up like Peter Solomon, uh Hunter Brown, Corey Lee, um obviously Pedro Leon, um uh Jeremy Peña, those guys, those are some of the four four or five names to to keep eyes on. Um then you got Jose Siri, you've got Chaz, you got Jake Myers. Uh, hopefully he's going to be 100% healthy here in the near future where he can go into spring training and not worry about the shoulder. Um, you still have Michael Brantley. I mean, he's still got the core group. But here's, here's my question that, uh, that you know, I, I wanted to, to ask you, right? So George Springer comes up through the Astros system, right? And he plays his ass off. Every dollar he made was well-deserved, right? But the Astros couldn't re-sign him. Leaves, goes to Toronto. Um, Carlos Correa, same kind of situation. Comes up through the system. Uh, we see him grow into a man. He's had so many big moments for the Houston Astros. And it looks like he's probably going to make a big-time payday. Probably upwards of $300 million. And the Astros, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to re-sign him. At what point does that stop? Right? So, at what point does the next guy that comes up for the Astros and is a perennial power player where he runs out his rookie deal, arbitration deals, has big moments for the organization, and then he just goes to another organization, goes to another team. When does that stop? We've already seen two. Well, we've seen one for sure. We don't know about Carlos Correa just yet. Let's say Correa walks. When does that stop? Like, when? at what point does the organization say, hey, this guy came up through our system. He is a core part of our team, when do we when do we see a big money move by the Astros? I don't think it. I don't think it happens. I think it ever. Um, look, or just uh, it, and I know we're just spitballing here, but I mean, like, look at it, right? No, it, it. I think the fact is this is where baseball is. Baseball, if you're not the Yankees, you're not the Dodgers. And, and look, the the perception of of Crane being cheap. No, yeah. he's shelled out money. He's willing right. to shell out money as long as the team is capable of winning a championship. This team is capable of winning a championship. That's why I, my percentage is probably around 20% because I don't think James Click will want to do a deal. I think Crane will want to do it. Crane will step in and make this happen if he wants it to make it work. I just think the way where baseball is, and it's so analytically driven and on an Excel sheet, the value of Carlos Correa and what you got for the last seven years is so far exceeded from what you've done that the risk you take on by giving a contract like this, there's a lot more risk management involved in it. Right. Just because of how, where he's going to be in age, where he's going to be. Obviously, I understand all the intangibles. I know what he is as a captain. I know what he does in that dugout. I know what he does in that locker room. I know what he does for the city. I know what he does on the field with his glove. Probably going to win a gold glove. What he mm-hmm. can do with the bat, his, his ceiling is an MVP, his floor is an above-average hitter in, in Major League Baseball. That's his floor, is the bare minimum. So, saying all that, I just think where baseball is today that you can, you can get away with it and, and the sense of, look what the Braves just did. Ronald Acuna just went down, right? Mm-hmm. He goes down, he, he blows his ACL out. Let's, disgusting. Hey. Disgusting let's, way, right? Let's not let's not forget about Marcel Ozuna going out to the domestic violence stuff. Correct. Gone, another damn good player. Gone to for all that. 
So, so you lose those two guys. What they did, and we talked about it with Ashton. We actually talked about it on on the on our trade deadline show. Is they the Braves literally moneyballed the production of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Ozuna. They got it with Jock. They got it with Duvall. They got it with Rosario. They got it with mm-hmm. Solar. They literally recreated those guys without their name by just math. Right. By basic math. The Astros did it this year with George Springer. People don't. People are not really realizing that. The production of Kyle Tucker and the production of Jordan Alvarez exceeded what George Springer would have done and then more. So that value is there. So what I see the Astros potentially doing is the same thing with Carlos Correa. They're going to find a way to make sure that that production can still be manufactured in the numbers. Obviously, it's not going to be sexy. It's not a name. It's not a big fat contract. That's what people want to do. It's not going to be popular. Right, but it it can be done, and it was just done this past season with George Springer because you had a Chas McCormick, Miles Straw, Jake Myers, Jose. You you had all these different turntables and turn turn things, and that production plus the emergence of Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez, you got all that production and then some. So now you're asking a little bit more because now you're throwing a variable of Carlos Correa and all that production. But it can be. I just don't see teams that are so far down this road, and this is where baseball is, and this is why I think the CBA is going to be ugly because these teams are not willing to give out these fat contracts and the value of the players going down. And as a player union, they're like, "Why? what are we even doing here? Because now yeah. my guys are busting their ass, and they're not even getting the contract they, they deserve to get for the market value or whatever it is because they're going to bring up a – Pena and let him have 300 at bats, but also have the production of everywhere else, somewhere else to recreate Carlos Correa in the lineup. So I just don't see teams doing it. Will the Ashes do it? I don't think so. Will Crane do it? Absolutely, he would. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the brain trust of Click and his guys in the front office are okay sending that check across the table because it's going to be a big fucking number. Yeah, and I, and I think that we're a long way removed from guys like Buster Posey, who is getting ready to announce his retirement. Uh, he spent all of his time with the San Francisco Giants, and he played well. He's a future Hall of Famer. Um, and then I, I use some local examples like Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell. Beside, well, Jeff Bagwell got traded from the Red Sox to the Astros, but he spent 90% of his career with the Astros. Biggio, his entire career with the Astros. I don't think that we will see situations like that like uh Anthony Rizzo with the Cubs he spent a good amount of time with the Cubs boom traded you look at Freddie Freeman all of his time with the Braves and he's about to be a free agent and he wins a World Series do they re-sign him or are they gonna let him go right so I think with the big money contracts that these that these players are going rightfully so when they do when they do get them I just I think you know, I think what we're going to see is you're going to see teams bring up players. They're going to run its course, so to speak, with that organization, play well, and then they will see their ceiling and they will see another team throwing big money at them and they're going to go chase that bag. Yeah. Like the, but, the and they should. And, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Which like they it, absolutely 100% should. Carlos Correa is going to get paid $300 million or more dollars this offseason and it's rightfully so you already talked about all the intangibles so i'm not going to list them we already know all the intangibles 
Yeah. But then, then I, then I, then I bring back my baseball player mind, and I think, I, obviously, I'm not in the situation of trying to make three hundred million dollars. But then it's like you see these organizations that are going to offer Carlos Correa this massive amount of money, and you know, one of the big names that's or one of the the most you know the most talked about teams that's going to try to offer him is, is the Rangers. Oh, Go yeah, ahead, Rangers. Not, yeah, Rangers are Rangers and the Cubs. Uh, yeah. I, if I were to, if I were to, so if I were to like put people in pole positions right now, it's definitely the Rangers one Cubs two Yankees three. Right. So from what I've if, been hearing, if you go to, if you go to the Rangers, the Rangers aren't going to be good anytime soon. Yeah. But so the, then it's like, do you, do you take into consideration want to go, wanting to go to a competitive team, a competitive organization? Right. I mean, I, or I got my, I got money? my ring. I got my pennants. I got my gold glove. Yeah. I'm going to get my money. Yeah. That's, I, look, the first contract's for you. The second one's for me. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but as a as a fan and as as an organization, the Astros they nailed it. You take a guy one one first round, first overall, and he emerges into what he's given you over the last seven years. Like you hit, you yeah, hit on it. But, so because a lot of teams don't hit on one one. Right, they don't. So another example that I like to bring up is Mike Trout. Mike Trout is arguably the best player to ever play. And he's been to one offseason or one postseason. One postseason. He got the bag, rightfully so, stayed with the Angels, and he probably won't make another postseason the rest of his career unless the Angels do some kind of major moves and get pieces around him. They got they got rid of Pujols, so that contract comes off their books. Uh, Rendon obviously went out because he was hurt this year, but it's got, it's like that. It's, that's my, you know, an example. It's like guys like Mike Trout, the dude has literally made the postseason once. So it's like, you go, you get this bat, you had an opportunity to leave, but you secure a massive payday, but you're still on the angels and you, I don't know. I I guess it's, it's, I can't be mad. He, He, that's the team that drafted them. They threw a fat bag. I mean, that's on the organization to, to build around to him. Build that's around not, him. That's yeah. not my, that's not a Mike Trout problem. That's an Angels problem. Right. Um, no, I I mean, I would probably said throughout the year that I am the highest percentage of Carlos re-signing with the Astros is now than wherever I've been for the last two years. And it's mm-hmm. still like at around 15 to 20% on yeah. that even happening in my eyes. Um, the good thing about it is that the the golden age is still alive. The window's still open because you, you're going to have a core of uh, of a Tucker, Jordan, Altuve, Bregman, Yuli, Brantley, and then whoever emerges in the outfield, right? And then whoever yeah. you go get, hell, you can, you may go get Trevor Story for about one seventy five. Give me, you, give me Trevor Story for five for one seventy five. He's twenty eight. Do from you Texas. think? Do you think uh, Justin Verlander accepts the qualifying offer? No. You think he'll try to go out and test the market and get more? He's heading out west. I bet. Think, huh? Is that I bet source? I bet he's- I bet he's headed out west. Is that a source, or is that just your gut? Nah, yeah, yeah. I bet he's headed west. West. I just, I'm interested to see what the market is. But I mean, it doesn't even matter because the the work stoppage is happening. Yeah. And now you have. Do you do you sign before and and lock something in before this yeah, lockout I mean, that's, happens? That's or do be... you wait because now the financials are different and. Yeah. You may have sold yourself short on the front end. 
or you sold yourself short on the back end and, and it's not what you think is going to be. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be really ugly. The players union's pissed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we look at it. No friends. The, the CBA is literally uh, less than a month away from expiring. Yeah. I, Free agency uh, officially opens on the 7th. So in a couple of days. So, and we, and we know this. Deals usually aren't made right off the bat. You go through winter meetings. You start to hear rumbles. You might see a few early deals done in December. But a lot of big deals get done in January, February. The so, one factor that I keep this falling back on is and this may just be naive is that Jose Altuve has been very cautiously optimistic in his interviews mm-hmm. when talked about Carlos Correa yeah. and they're best friends we know that everyone knows that I think it would be different if if, if I think Jose knows by now right and I think the fact that he still is very cautiously optimistic about what he's saying in interviews is a positive indicator. And the fact of, I think Carlos wants to stay, they just got to make it happen. Right. The Astros just got to make or want to want to make it happen. They could just be like, hey, thank you. Thank you for your, your time, your service, mm-hmm. everything you've done for the city. You've done amazing. Go get, go get. We just, we're not doing it. Yeah. They could very well do that. But I do think that that indicator, along with Carlos having a baby, they have their roots here. Like that—that's another indication. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's, if they do re-sign Carlos Correa, man, it, it's like what it's the a Rockets fuck you to the league. It, it's like what the Rockets said a couple years: run, run it back, run that shit back. So add in a couple of, of pitching pitching pieces. Um, man, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine if they if they resign Carlos Correa. It's gonna it's be a, expensive. It's a, it's a yeah, but the thing is, you you lock him in. Let's say it's over seven, right? I think the window closes around twenty twenty five, so his contract would run through twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine. Those last three years, you can you can we're in a rebuild. So right. Oh yeah. Hey, that's a yeah. future asset down the road. You can you can move Carlos Correa at twenty eight. You can in so that'd be about years, 30, 32, 33. Or, yeah. 30, oh, 33, 35 range. You can right. Someone's gonna buy that. Oh yeah. Um there'll be new contenders in and you you ship them off then. Um so I, I see it. I mean, I see the I see both sides, but it makes if I have the checkbook in my hand, I'm I am I'm signing it and giving it to him and be like, put your number down, let's make it happen, let's go. Yeah, I would say let's 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 make it happen. Yeah, so get the party going. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like I said, uh, free agency opens in a couple of days. CBA expires on December first, so we're in we're in for a uh, a wild off season. I, I I know that for a fact, especially with the CBA stuff. That is going to be the hot discussion uh, once December gets here, uh, because there could easily be a work stoppage. For sure, and, and I think the the biggest indication of how ugly it's going to get is going to be like that first week oh yeah that first week's going to say everything of what we're going to see because it could be a hot minute of no baseball right and you know and you know the owners and and rob manfred aren't going to back down the cba the the uh the the players union is going to make their demands and it's just going to be a volatile situation because like you said rob manfred has made no friends yeah made no friends they booed him the other night when he was handing out the trophy they booed him 
I know. I so, watched. I watched it all happen. I watched yeah. it again. I'm. I've just. I must love pain because that's two times I've watched two teams celebrate on my field, and yeah. I watched it happen. Sat there and watched it happen. It was disgusting. God, baseball Ugh. season is over. Baseball sucks. Hey, but on the bright side, here at Apollo, we've got some phenomenal things lined up. For sure, we, we are a lot, a lot of video uh, content and shit. We are. Time. Very close. We are very close to greatness. Very close to greatness. If if our interview with Brent Strom was a preview into what we've got coming, I'm ready. And, and also shout out to all 610, 790, 97.5, all the media outlets like shouting us out. That was really cool. Right. I mean, yeah. they didn't have to do that. Um, obviously, we all have friends at all those stations. So, yeah, um, that was really cool. It was a really cool Absolutely. moment to see that happen. Um, and just once again to, to talk with Brent before he really retired, I guess we we're the, la- the first and last group. So, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Brent Strom, arguably one of the greatest pitching coaches in major league baseball, um, complimented us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, man. us. Yeah. Oh man. You gotta love that. That's crazy. Gotta love that. That's, uh, Hmm. Yeah, sad to see him go. It's bittersweet, though, man. I mean, oh, we're good hands with Murph and and Miller. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, Des. Um, yeah, I I wish we were popping bottles right now. You know, I know. Please don't ever do that. Spraying everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had we had to go off the rails at some point. Oh man, Uh, I forgot we're on video. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, that's gonna do it. Uh, What a ride it was this season. Um, man, from, from our first pod right after spring training to all the way to the end in, in November, uh, world series game six Astros lose. That's it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh, I can't, I can't even you. go. You have some even... wine. You got some wine. We got to uh, mention, uh, um, yeah, but go ahead. the other thing before you, you, you hit that, uh, no, just the pod's not ending. It's not like we're going to be done in spring training we're gonna keep doing stuff throughout throughout the the month of november and december and january before we get going for february um but no i'm excited i mean it's it's the hot stove season hopefully baseball's around so we can do a hot stove yeah because it's it's gonna get ugly but hey it's more content for us to just dissect and talk about right and uh man who knows maybe we might end up at the winter meetings we may fuck around and be at the winter meetings. You never know. Never know where we could pop up. Never know. Never know. That's going to do it. Before we get out of here, Des, you got anything? You have a sponsor we have to uh, thank. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. My bad. I forgot. Um, I know you said the wine, but man, I didn't catch on. Yeah. Um, no, just super thankful for everyone listening and watching now. Um, a heck of a year. A heck of a week. I slept for the first time in like a month and a half. That was really cool. I slept like 12 hours. Yep. I literally went to bed like at 8.15. Like, and then I didn't wake up till 8 the next morning. Yeah. I was like, wow, I needed that. Uh, But no, rocked and rocked and ready to roll. Yeah. And, and, you know, as the season comes to a conclusion, uh, I just want to give a shout out to our producers, uh, our guys behind the scene, and just our entire Apollo team, uh, Tony. 
Jacob, obviously our producer Josh, uh, who's always behind the cam- camera, JB, Spaceman. Um, yeah, Spaceman, growing our Instagram. Um, I, I mean, and, and going to watch parties, handling our merch, the newsletter from Spaceman. I mean, just all the guys that, guys and, and women, the, the men and women of on our Apollo team that have supported uh, us to, to make content throughout, throughout the baseball season. Obviously, we're going into the Rockets season, so our Rockets team is going to take over um, and put out all of their content. But man, just, just the, the people behind the scenes that don't, uh, get out on a, on our posts and on our our you know video podcasts and on our audio podcasts, but we don't we don't uh, we don't get to do this without you guys. So, amen. Uh, big big shout out to them. Thank you so much. And obviously to you, the fans, the listeners, um, the the ones that spend money on our merch and and wear them to Minute Maid Park. And I think it's uh, it's a surreal feeling when you're walking around Minute Maid Park in the World Series and you see a massive amount of H Town versus everyone's shirts. You see. Uh, the franchise you see, Luis machete Garcia and shirts. Chill. Yeah, the machete and chill. Uh, I, I mean, just literally from the bottom of my heart, thank you everyone for the support. Uh, this baseball season, it, it's truly, um, it's special to see all the support that we've, where we started and where we're going or where we are now and where we're gonna go. So, again, thank you for all of the support. Man, what a what a season it was, and and we're just getting started here at Apollo HOU. So, uh, with that being said. Uh, I'm ready for some wine. Uh, I'm going to get hammered on red wine because the Astros are done. They lost in the World Series. So I'm going to go to Irma Rose. Irma Rose, your local Katy winery, where they make fruit wine with an elegant taste. Visit their location and experience a vibe like no other with live music, delicious food trucks, and a variety of local vendors to shop from. You can find their wines in nine local HEB stores or online. Drink responsibly, and one last time, baby, go Strohs. That's Irma Rose, man. your local Katie Winery. We may be, I guess we could say it. I will have a confirmation. I think we're going to do a, uh, a live show there. I think I think um, Jen has a idea to do like a ladies' night out there. And oh, this go. is ladies' night, and the feeling's right. Oh, this is ladies' night. Oh, what a night. What are we doing? Off the rails. Josh is literally going to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Brian won't do that. So he doesn't turn people <laughs> away from going to it. But maybe, maybe he will do it. I don't know. Oh, oh gosh. What a way to end it. What a, oh, what a way. That's it. What a way. That's <laughs> it. What? You <laughs> shimmy on camera? I did, dude. I did. Oh. I did. That's what happens if you don't win a World Series, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Brian's now shimmying on camera. You can find his OnlyFans. Link below. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna do it! (laughs) Peace! (laughs) Love you guys. Oh, man. (laughs)